Hey, good afternoon, Top Fan Rivalry followers. It is Bill from Top Fan Rivalry, and I am here with one of my favorite Giants fans. As a Dodger fan, it's hard to say that I have favorite Giants fans, but with Sal, it's hard not to like this guy. This guy's amazing. He's the one that told you the Will Clark stories and all kinds of fun stuff, and he's coming back tonight to talk about the Fall Classic. So, Sal, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm excellent. It's good to have you on again, my friend. It's going to yeah, be fun. I'm excited. I can't wait. So Sal has a full-time job, and he also, if you can remember, he also works uh, at the stadium. He actually works at Oracle um, doing uh, groundskeeping. So he's got a lot of unique stories to tell, and, and I'm going to kind of let him do that. But first things first, what do you think of the series so far? I mean, neither one of us have skin in the game, so it's kind of fun to watch. But what do you think? Um, man, I game one was so – Awesome. I, I couldn't, I couldn't take my eyes off it. Um, you know, Houston going up five, nothing. And um, just knowing, uh, you know, Verlander, I never really had faith in him even finishing five or six innings. Um, you know, his world series record and ERA obviously point to that, his struggles. And um, once again, he, he couldn't get it done. And um it's it's kind of shocking, but uh, you know, first ballot Hall of Famer just something happens in the World Series and he just can't he just can't get it done. And so um, that 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 was an awesome game. And then uh, Rio Muto hits that opposite field home run, and boom, we got a series. You know, like they always say, uh, you know, we don't have a series until the road team wins a game. And so just like that, and so Houston came out desperate for game two. Um, did you see the, speaking of game two, did you see the umpire for game two behind the plate? Did you see those stats? 100% correct. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. Like, I think we should get this guy calling every game behind the plate. Like, amen. You know, amen. Did you see the Halloween costume of Angel Hernandez that was going around the internet the other day? No. There was oh. a kid that was dressed up like an umpire and on the back, it said a Hernandez. Uh -huh. And he had blind glasses on and a little walking stick for the blind. I'm like, this kid could have been more than like seven years old. So I thought, uh, ooh, this is brutal. That's this great. is brutal. That's but great. I'll tell you, going back to Remuto for a second, if you're a if you're a little league coach or a high school coach or even a college coach, you show that home run because that dude didn't do anything. All he did was just take the pitch where it was at. He didn't try to drive it hard. He didn't try to uppercut it. He just met the ball where it was at, and it was strength and will. I mean, he barely got it out of the yard. He got it out yep. by, like, three rows. But he got enough backspin on it. Yeah. that, Like you said, and that backspin is created by that nice flat swing. Mm -hmm. And that's what's missing in the game today. I mean, it really is, and it's kind of sad. But what can you do? Yeah, it, it, but it was – I watched his swing. I rewound it at the commercial break and watched it probably a half a dozen times when they showed it in slow motion. I said, that is the way you teach people to hit off of. Period. Yeah. Like yeah. the guys, you know, all these shifts that they do and things like that, the guys that can't hit to the opposite field, watch that video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, his, his draft story, his story coming up is pretty amazing too. How like he didn't start catching until like he was like 20 or something. Yeah. 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 Just like uh, Dave Stewart, the Dodgers drafted Dave Stewart as a catcher, but he was behind 
Sosa, or I mean, uh, Sosha and, um, and Jaeger, he was never going to get up. So yep. they said, Hey, you can throw hard. Let's see if you can pitch. Yeah. Worked oh. out well. Yeah, there. No, kidding. no kidding. There, so, I've got and, a, then, and then, you know, yeah. after game two, you know, it was kind of like, all right, you got a day off and then boom, you, you lose the momentum again with the rain out. It happens. But I'm telling you, we're going to watch game seven of the World Series after the Lions game on Thanksgiving. If the right teams get in it one of these days with all this stuff that they're pushing back on. I mean, can you imagine a World Series, Cleveland versus Colorado? Uh, yuck. No. In November? No. no. Yeah. I not, mean, not so or, much. or even Chicago. Yeah. Chicago even or Chicago. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Boston, New York. I mean, no. No, no, I don't like those teams, anyways. But leave them out. <laughs> okay, so you've you've worked on the grounds crew for a number of years. You've yeah. got some World Series stories. Take us through the next five minutes on some of your fun World Series stories that you have, whether it's with your team, the Giants, or if it's an opposing team. Just take us through some of the World Series. Um. All right. One of my favorite memories of uh, any. Any any game ever uh, was game one of the 2012 World Series, Detroit Tigers at the San Francisco Giants. Okay. And part of my job is to be in the dugout for a, a couple innings to be on garbage duty, where if garbage flies on the field, we got to run out and get it. If somebody's hat falls on the field, somebody loses their watch, we got to run out and get it. And so... I'm in there for the first inning and I'm in the Tigers dugout because we have to have people on both sides. So I'm in the Tigers dugout. And um, if you guys remember, the Giants were given no shot in that whole series and especially against Verlander on the road. Verlander was like a minus 200 in Vegas, which was unbelievable. And so the very first inning comes and I'm so basically I'm sitting in the photographer's well. And the photographer's well is connected right with the dugout. And so I players are eight, 10, five feet away from me. And so, so the first inning comes and Barry Zito, you know, surprisingly goes like, I don't know, maybe one, two. I don't even remember the first inning, what he did, but he got out of it quick. And up comes um, you know, Verlander. And he gets the first guy, and then, boom, Sandoval comes up, and Pablo Sandoval, he cracks that home run. And he, after the inning, he he's walking off the field, and I'm standing right as the stair, uh, right at the bottom of the stairs. As he's walking down, you could just kind of hear him mur murmuring, himself, murmuring to himself, like, man, like, how, how, did, how did he get that ball? Like, he was just kind of, man, okay, all right, you know, got it. He goes down the stairs, and kind of shakes it off and well Jim Leland had beat him down the stairs because what Leland did is went down the stairs and chain smoked three cigarettes in the batting cage because he was stressed out because earlier gave up the home run so Leland was just going and you could you know you could smell it all down there and so we're like all right I guess he's stressed out a little so uh Verlander was he was kind of taken aback by that first home run. He was like, I, I, I thought I did everything right. I thought I, I did made the right pitch and all this stuff. Well, 
third inning, uh, the third inning comes around and Sandoval's up again, and I'm still in the Tigers dugout. And that's the, the, the pitch, if you guys remember, that Sandoval swung the ball way up in his letters. And he tomahawk chopped, you know, hit and left. He tomahawk chopped it, and the ball went out. And you could see the camera going on Verlander. He was just kind of like, <laughs> like, what do I do? <laughs> right. So he gets he gets in the dugout after the inning, and I'm right at the bottom of the stairs, and he's walking down, and he stops at the he stops at the top of the stairs and looks all quizzical, kind of, and just asks to himself, he goes. How the fuck did he? How the f did he hit that ball? Is it all right if I swear? Uh, you can yeah. edit out. Yeah. Because how in the f did he hit that ball? So he gets downstairs and he's walking downstairs, puts his hands on his hips, and is walking around and just laughing to himself. He's like, how? <laughs> and he kept on questioning himself, like, how? shaking his head, laugh. And then, sure enough, he got taken out of the game. And you know Sandoval later went on to hit his third home run against. Do you remember? I don't. I don't. A fellow named Al Albuquerque. Yes. Big Al. Big Al. And so uh, that was one of my favorite memories. Uh, you know, seeing uh, Leland sprint down the stairs to go chain smoke. <laughs> Verlander just swearing to himself and laughing to himself. Um, it was one of one of the greatest memories that i've had i mean um that's probably that's probably my favorite one uh let's see here um what about you tell me one of your memories real quick of world series yeah i will never forget where i was at i can even still smell the room i was sitting uh i was sitting in front of the tape or uh sitting in front of the tv with a tv tray i had a coca-cola classic because Back in those days, in the 80s, you had Coke, and then they tried to redo it, so then they had Coke Classic, right? So I had a Coca-Cola Classic. We were having spaghetti and meatballs, and Kurt Gibson hit that home run. And I I can tell you the smells of the room. I can tell you the excitement. I almost got in a lot of trouble because I almost jumped up and knocked over my TV tray, and spaghetti would have went flying, which is probably the easiest thing to clean out of carpet. So, But, no, it was... It was pretty, yeah, it was pretty amazing. You mentioned you mentioned Verlander just saying, how did this guy hit this ball? Yeah. In high school, I was pitching against a rival high school. And um, we had a guy in my junior year who had got a full ride to SC, could hit the ball a ton. And at my high school, there was houses right behind the field. Okay. And so we had a, a, a screen that started five feet high off the ground and went up like 30 feet in the air. So that, but this kid could hit it over the screen and to hit it over the screen, you had to hit about a 400 foot shot. And so I'll never forget. He was owned to, and this left-handed pitcher threw a curveball about 59 and a half feet, not even 60 feet, six inches, about 59 and a half feet. This guy got fooled on it stepped with one foot, realized that it was a curveball, pulled one hand off the bat, and with his left hand, he was right-handed, right-handed batter with his left hand, swung, took the ball off the ground halfway up the net. Wow. And the poor pitcher is just looking like, what did I just do? And I I looked at him, 
And I said, that was a perfect pitch. He read my lips. I'm like, that was, there's nothing you can do with a perfect pitch when a guy just, and I remember that Tomahawk home run, Verlander wasn't trying to strike him out. Verlander was just making sure that he swung at a, at a piece of garbage. Unfortunately, yep. Big Panda got a hold of that piece of garbage. Yep, yep, and, exactly. And Jim um, Leland, chain smoking. Do you know how many times that guy got caught doing that stuff in the dugout? And more than Keith Hernandez. Oh, I can imagine. Well, he's that not guy. the only one. I mean, uh, Aubrey Huff would go down into the into the into the to the you know the the whatever the batting cage down there, and he would go smoke. And, uh, he he can't really mention his name though, so uh, yeah. I. Retract that from the from my statement. Rewind. Um, but I yeah, think a lot. A lot of the thing for me though is um, a lot of my memories uh, are because for me, I would like I, I would get to work a lot before the game. I would set up. I would mow the outfield grass. I would help you know um, you know rake the infield dirt, um, do all this stuff, getting getting ready to prep the games, and so when. When, when our work is done, it would be time for batting practice. And that was kind of my favorite time is to hang around during batting practice. That's when I got to meet so many people. I, I forget Tim Kirkjian, one of the nicest dudes ever. Ken Rosenthal, like Aaron Andrews, like in, in sitting in the, in the dugout in game one, asking me questions about like, about the game and, what do you think about this? And what do you think about that? I'm like, is she serious right now? Like, is she going to like really take my advice? And sure enough, she did. She went and reported some of the stuff that I told her, and, yeah. but she was really cool. Like she was like nice to me, but like totally like kind of not so you, nice to everyone else. You were playing the Joey Tribbiani. You were like, Hey, how you doing? And no, she- it wasn't though. That's the thing. That's the thing. I was, I'm just, I, for me, I'm just a nice guy and I, I could talk to anyone. And so she just thought, oh, yeah, he's a nice guy. I'm just going to ask him. Yeah. But, like, even just, like, meeting um, meeting a whole whole bunch of different people, like um, stars, celebrities that are not in sports, or, you know, even, like, you know, older, you know, older sports figures and stuff. And, um, you know, a lot of our, a lot of our favorite memories is, like, you know, is actually, like, working, like, after the game or, you know, hanging out with each other. Like after each game, we would get tickets to go to the World Series party, and so at at the piers or right across the the cove, like Pier Forty Eight, they would have this huge warehouse and a huge party with a band at the very end. And there's all this free food and free alcohol, and there's it's all it's all for the media and it's all for the workers. And so you would get to see every sports writer you wanted to there. You could see if if they were to go to the party, you know, and so those were the kind of fun things that we would kind of do at after work. So, um, let's see another 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 fun series World Series memory. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. Oops, we're kind of losing you there. Are you there? Oh yeah, I'm here. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Go ahead. All right. So. It was the it was, I, I I can't remember what game it was, but it must have been game it must have been game two when Ian Kinsler mm-hmm. hit the ball and hit the top of the the fence and bounced back in. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. I don't remember what game it was, but I was in the Rangers dugout for that, and you should have I I, I didn't hear 
more swearing anywhere else except for that dugout right there. Yep. <laughs> they were like, how that they thought it was a home run until their dying day. They still think that was a home run. And they let the umpires know about it with every F word and every swear word imaginable. And, yep. then, the, and then the replay comes on and it's like, oh, oh, <laughs> they're wrong. Maybe not. Maybe it wasn't a home run. Yep. Maybe yep. not. But that, that was a pretty good one. Just seeing the reactions for the, uh, for the opposing players is great. So we got it. The best part about the fall classic, if if your team's in it, you're pacing, you're calling your cardiologist, like it's a big deal. If your team's not in it, you can enjoy being a fan. Yeah. And you've already mentioned it. This World Series has so far has done, has lived up to its hype, has lived up to its its good side of, of it. So that being said, with the few minutes that we have left, Tell me, I guess, two questions. Tell me, one, who do you think is going to win the series? Um, and then, two, who, why do you think they're going to win the World Series? And and people ask me this all the time, and I stay pretty neutral. I have the team that I, I hope wins, but I tell everybody it's going to go to seven games, and the, the team that scores more runs in game seven is going to win, <laughs> um, which is, you know, it's very political. But tell me who's going to win and why do you think they're going to win? All right. Well, unfortunately, I think the Astros are going to win. I just think they have too much firepower. And the law of averages is on Verlander's side. He's got to do well in the World Series just once. Just once. Because the thing is, he's a nice guy. Like, you know, a couple of days later, we saw him on the field. He's like, hey, what's up, fellas? And we're like, hey, Justin, like we didn't kind of, you know, we don't want to make eye contact with him. But uh, but he's like, oh, yeah, you know, he kept on talking. We're like, oh, OK, uh, we didn't talk to him much. You know, we kind of felt bad for him. So I don't know. Um, but if I don't know, I, so I think they're going to have better pitching than Philadelphia. And I, I think they have the best player in the series which is Jordan Alvarez. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's the best hitter, even better than Bryce Harper right now. And I'd probably put him at a 1B right now because he is on fire. He is hitting the ball well. I yep. Mean, and where did he come from? Uh, no clue. Las Vegas? L.A. I don't know. I thought he was in Las Vegas. We we traded him for fungal bats and batting practice balls. <laughs> I, don't, I don't buy it. Yeah, yeah, he came up – I mean – Besides for Pedro Martinez, that may be one that bites us in the tail feathers. Yeah, yeah. And Pedro Martinez was personal to Tommy Lasorda. Boy, that that that's probably your guy's worst trade ever. Jordan Alvarez might might be a very close second. Yeah, that's probably yeah. You're, yeah, especially it, if he, it, yeah if he wins the World Series MVP, that that yeah could put the top on your right. So is it safe to say this? Because I I this is the way I'm calling this World Series. I'm calling it as the most consistent team, the Astros, versus the hottest team in baseball right now, the Phillies. Yeah, that sounds about right because usually the hotter team wins, you know. But but so like I I would not be surprised if Philly wins two out of three here mm-hmm. and they go back to Houston and Houston finds a way to win those two games at home. 
like it might not be pretty, but you know, Bragman's going to come up huge in the series because he always does. Um, he's like I'm the most ask you a question offline when we're done. All right, he's like you. the most underrated player that nobody talks about in this series. You know, so but that, that that's what I would go with. Um, like so, th- so, there is a way. There is a way I can see Philly winning. I mean, they they are a gritty team. If they can keep on grinding out these at bats and not let these pitchers go more than five innings, and gosh, they they have a hell of a chance. So, baseball I mean, IQ, yeah, it's baseball you know, IQ. You know, so it's you got to get you got to get guys like JV in deep counts. You yeah. got to get these guys, Alvarez, in deep counts. We saw that he walked three guys in three innings. You just got to give him deep counts. I, listen, consistency usually plays itself very well. But, I mean, when, when you've got a team that took out the Cardinals and then the world champion Braves yeah, and then the the uh, the Padres, who really didn't show up for that series. No. You got something going on, something special. So. Yep. All right. Well, I know you're a nationally guy, and I know I am, so I know we're both rooting for the national team, even though national Americans are kind of like blurred now, and that's a whole different topic for another day. Exactly. uh, And Houston used to be in the National League, so. They did. They did. Trust me, I remember those 80s series with Houston and L.A. Oh, those are some good ones. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I put up on my Instagram today. I said, if you had to have a starter for game seven, who do you choose, Steve Carlton or Mike Scott? And I'll tell you what, I've gotten a couple of IMs, not just on the post, but IMs that have let me know why for an alcohol. I was like, whoops, I'm sorry. I just, you know, hit a button. But right, right. Anyways, top fans, this is Sal. He's been in the clubhouse before. He'll be in there a number of times. We're going to do a Giants episode. He's got fantastic uh, stories to tell. And in fact, if I can talk him into it, what I might do is I might bring him on with Jake, who uh, also works for the Dodgers, and just let them tell different stories between the Dodgers and Giants and working with the club. So that would be fun. That'd be a good podcast. Cool. So, awesome. Sal, thanks for being on today. Appreciate Thanks, you. Bill. No problem. You Have See a good one. Time. How are you too?